Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Total Dream Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Thomas Dickert, and I'm excited to have you here today. This week is episode 33. We've made it all the way to the big 3-3, and I'm excited. We're going to do something a little bit different today, try a little bit different topic. Um, Yeah, but uh, thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, Obviously, we don't have this community without all of us, so thank you for listening. Thank you for liking and sharing and subscribing and all the things we do to keep the podcast healthy. Just like we talk every week about keeping ourselves healthy, we got to keep the podcast healthy. So that means we need fresh episodes, we need fresh listeners, and we need to share it with our friends. So thank you to everyone who listens, and thank you to everyone who shares. Let's get into this week. Uh, What's new? All right. So here in New York City, it has officially turned from heat wave to monsoon season. A lot of rain this week, especially right now. Uh, When I'm recording, it's a nice gray rainy day, but at least it's not a billion degrees out. Uh, Just got a new phone this week with a bigger screen, so I'm getting used to that. Uh, It is helpful for reading, and I've been doing a lot of reading on my phone lately, so I wanted a bigger screen so I wasn't cross-eyed and squinting all the time. Uh, stay tuned. It also has a slightly nicer camera, which will be good for Scotland, which is only two weeks away. Um, so I'm very much excited about that trip. Very much looking forward to it, getting out into nature, going to see, uh, this place called the Isle of Skye, which looks really, really magical. Uh, stay tuned. There will be, uh, pictures posted and reports given about the whole adventure. Um, what else is going on? Oh, this is very exciting. According to how many days until hockey.com, as of this recording, there are 27 days until hockey starts. Woo woo, get excited. Um, like I said, we've been cruising through the original Star Trek show. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We're both very into it and having fun. So uh, once we finish that, we'll probably have to watch some movies. But yeah, it's been a good, it's been a fun ride. A nice little trip, a nice little diversion from the craziness of the world. Um, yeah, it's good to have silly shows that you like to watch to help drown out the horrors from time to time so that's what we're into this week um also congratulations to the new york liberty uh they have made it officially to the playoffs they look great we were at the game last sunday uh unfortunately they lost in the final half second but it was still a very fun game uh the playoffs start this friday we will be there Uh, coincidentally it is a rematch of the team they played on sunday the washington mystics so i'm shaking my fist at the washington mystics and i look forward to them getting uh handled very well by the new york liberty um i was thinking and i've been talking with a lot of people but i gotta say we really i really enjoy um watching the women's basketball it's it's much more technical basketball they play a much more team game which is a lot of fun um it's also nostalgic for me like i've mentioned before we used to 25 years ago take the uh, new jersey transit train from trenton up to madison square garden to watch the inaugural few seasons we had season tickets to the new york liberty back when i was i don't know 15 14 years old uh and it was a lot of fun so yeah looking forward to the playoffs excited to be there um excited to see how they do so good luck new york liberty uh, the NFL also started. The Eagles didn't look great, but they won, and a W is a W. So moving on to this week, um, I think they play on Thursday, which will be nice because that will free up my Sunday. I won't have to watch football as much. Uh, also, uh, condolences and good luck to Aaron Rodgers. He tore his ACL on Monday night. 
I realize he's a somewhat divisive figure, but he's been a great player for many years. Uh, he's also a Cairo kid. His dad's a chiropractor, so I've always uh, appreciated that about him. Uh, it, you know, unfortunately, he tore his AC or his Achilles, so this might be the end of his career, or at the very least, a long road back. Um, yeah, you know, just another reason. That the NFL, which makes billions of dollars, should probably invest in getting rid of turf and having actual grass fields. Uh, you know, turf is dangerous. Many people get hurt on it every year, and it's just unnecessary. It's, you know, it's borderline laziness. They're just doing it because it's easier to maintain than grass and cheaper. And, you know, people are having their careers cut short. So let's do something about it. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, um, Hashtag not a sponsor, but shout out to Brewmate. I just got a new protein shaker from them, and I got to say that it is my most favorite protein shaker of all time, and also one of my favorite bottles and like drinkware that I've ever had. Uh, the design is great; it's a good size. Uh, the agitator that it uses, instead of using a ball like the blender ball, it has kind of a like a mesh at the top, like a plastic screen so that when you shake it that mixes up whatever you have but it also allows the container to double as like an infuser so you could put some you know fruit or some cucumber uh, some lemon into the water and when you're drinking it uh, that'll keep it down and you'll just get the water so for me that also means I can put iced coffee in it and drink it without the ice cubes coming and smashing me in the mouth every time I take a sip uh, so brewmate check them out the infuser is awesome uh, the agitator, the shaker bottle, big fan. Very intentional design, very nice colors. Um, yeah, I'm all about it. So if you want to know more, just ask me about it. I'm also doing a lot of work on my flexibility. I've decided that I will finally, in my 40th year, have a proper squat by the time I turn 41. So that gives me about two and a half months. I think I'll have it done before then, but... I've been doing a lot of essentially just like yin yoga, you know, getting in a position and holding it for two minutes and working up to five. Um, I'm definitely feeling some changes in my body. My body's a little bit surprised, like, well, what are you doing? Uh, so I'm trying to be intentional about it, not overdo it. Uh, obviously, I have a big hiking vacation coming up in a couple weeks, so I can't just completely shred my lower body. Uh, but be intentional about it and I'm, I'm i'm very excited so stay tuned because you will hear me talk a lot about it the day that i can actually just pop into a squat and uh not have to like you know take 20 minutes to get down there so i'm also working on my uh pediatric certificate my pediatric chiropractic uh the prerequisites for that ton of stuff great information it's a lot of work um, but I'm excited about it. That seminar is in November in Chicago, so I'm looking forward to that as well. I've also been reading a ton of books lately. Uh, I had a moment where all of a sudden I have like five books that I want to read, you know, so I, or, so I have a pile of books. I have books on ebooks. I have books on tape. So I realize I have to focus a little bit more. Uh, so the two main books that I'm on, I'm still reading Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown, which has been very um, enlightening. And then the other book that I just started reading, which is really interesting, it's called Proust and the Squid by Marianne Wolfe. And it is about the evolution of the human brain as it discovered reading and 
um, basically the changes that happen in the brain and what it takes for a brain to be able to be flexible enough to learn how to read and how that has really changed the course of human history. Um, it's a unique perspective. It's very interesting. It's not something I'd thought about before, but it makes sense that, you know, humans aren't born able to read. You know, it's not a natural thing that happens. We have to learn how to read. And learning how to read involves our brain doing so many different backflips and twists and, you know, learning new skills and combining a ton of input and dialing it all together. It's really, it's really fascinating stuff. So Proust and the Squid, stay tuned. I'm sure I'll talk more about that. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode where we are talking about the pancreas. Welcome to another episode of the Total Dream Life Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Thomas Dickard. I'm a chiropractor, meditation teacher, entrepreneur, and lover of life, and I'm excited to have you join me for this week's episode. to episode 33 of the Total Dream Life Project. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. This week we are talking about the pancreas. What is the pancreas, you might say? The pancreas is one of the organs inside of your body. Um, it's a very important organ. It's one that I don't think about very often. Um, obviously, we learned a ton about it in school, but it doesn't get the same attention of other organs. You know, we all hear about our liver all the time, our skin, our lungs, our brain, uh, but we don't hear about the pancreas that much. You know, typically we hear about the pancreas when someone famous like Steve Jobs gets pancreatic cancer and passes away. Uh, so I wanted to take a little bit of time to look into it, kind of demystify it a bit, demystify it, just like the Liberty are going to demystify the mystics this weekend. Shout out to the New York Liberty. Uh, but yeah, so I wanted to learn a little bit more about the pancreas and share some of that information with you. So the pancreas is a small vital organ. It's, it lives right behind your stomach. It's kind of near your liver and your small intestine. And actually all of those organs, they work, uh, very closely together in digesting your food in extracting nutrients for your body to keep us healthy, to keep us happy. Uh, the, the pancreas is kind of like a you know like a flat pear shape organ it's about the size of your hand it has a head and neck a body and a tail um it looks kind of like a tadpole so it has two main functions it is uh an exocrine function and an endocrine function so the exocrine function 95 percent of your pancreas is devoted to this and what that is is it's making digestive enzymes so food to, or Enzymes that help your body digest food, extract nutrients from the food, and get those nutrients into your bloodstream. And then the other 5% is the endocrine function, which is hormone production. You know, hormones, we'll talk about the different hormones they make, but their hormones are important in the regulation of blood sugar, which we've talked about on the podcast before, but we'll talk about more today. Um, but those are the two main functions of your pancreas. Digestive enzymes, hormone production, exocrine, endocrine. Uh, all right, so the exocrine pan pancreas 
produces enzymes that help with digestion. And the endocrine pa pancreas produces hormones that control the blood sugar level. So these two functions are very interlinked to the diet, to what we eat. And what we eat actually has a huge effect on the health and well-being of the pancreas and therefore the health and well-being of our cells. Uh, the exocrine pancreas produces enzymes. So digestive enzymes, which are uh, chemicals released to help our body digest food. So these enzymes are things like amylase, tryptosin, chymotryptosin, and lipase. So those enzymes, uh, the amylase breaks down carbohydrates, the trypsin and the chymotrypsin, those break down proteins, and the lipase breaks down fat in the food that we eat. And what they do is they help to digest those different, um, you know, those different parts of the food, those different macronutrients, and get them into our bloodstream so that we can digest them. The enzymes are secreted from the pancreas into a network of ducts that comes into the main pancreatic duct. That main pancreatic duct links up with your bile duct, and those go into the small intestine and release the enzymes there after the food has gone through your stomach, after you've chewed it and swallow it, it gets into the stomach where the stomach does some work on it with the acids to help break down uh, and start the process. Uh, actually, the process starts in your mouth. Your mouth, when you're chewing food, releases uh, different enzymes that start to break down different parts of the food. And it's a multi-stage process as the food passes through the tube that is your digestive tract. Um, so like we said, oh, so the endocrine pro uh, pancreas produces hormones, like we said. So those hormones, the main ones, are insulin and glucagon. Uh, and those hormones control blood sugar levels. And we'll talk about that more in a second. But insulin essentially promotes the glucose, glucose uptake and utilization by the tissue. So it takes the glucose out of your bloodstream and it puts it into your tissues, where your tissues can use it for energy or you can store it uh, for, later for later use. And then glucagon uh, actually... Uh, facilitates something called glucolysis, or uh, sorry, glycogenolysis and glucogenesis, and those two things are involved with how much sugar is in your body. So we'll talk more about that in a second as well. All right. So, like we said, the endocrine gland secretes hormones into the bloodstream. The exocrine glands secrete their substances through the ducts into the digestive system to help break down the food. So that's the main takeaway there. Um, so again, with the glucagon and the insulin, that's all about blood sugar regulation. So they're hormones that help regulate the lever, the level of blood glucose, which is the blood sugar in your body. So the glucose comes from the food that you eat and it moves through your bloodstream and it helps to be fuel for your body. Glucose is one of the main fuels for our body. Assuming we're not in ketosis, um, glucose is the main fuel that our body likes to use. Our brain loves it. Our muscles love it. It's very important. Uh, insulin controls whether the sugar is used as energy or stored as glycogen. Glucagon signals the cells to convert the glycogen back into sugar. So when you have insulin in the bloodstream, it takes the uh, glycogen, uses it for fuel, for your brain, for your muscles, for other tissues. Once you have enough fuel, then it says, let's turn this into a storage. Let's put this into fat so we can have it for later. And then glucagon is what takes that that's been stored and turns it back into glycogen so that your body can use it as fuel when you're not eating food, so in between meals. Uh, the insulin and the glucagon, they work together as kind of a balance to keep your blood sugar levels in check. Uh, your body requires a very specific range of blood sugar, so these two hormones are very important, and any dysfunction to the pancreas can affect the balance of these hormones. It's going to affect your overall health. Um, so...
That, in a nutshell, is the function of the pancreas. So let's talk a little bit about some pancreatic uh, diseases or some conditions that affect pancreas. Uh, so we all know about diabetes. Diabetes is directly related to the pancreas and the function of the pancreas. So there's type 1 and there's type 2, um, and they both have an impact on your pancreas's ability to produce insulin. So type 1 is an autoimmune disease, meaning it happens by itself in your body. It's not something you do to make it happen. It's not related to lifestyle. It's more related to gen genetics. Um, and it's an autoimmune disorder. So autoimmune disorders, I think we've mentioned this before, but autoimmune disorders are when your immune system is confused or poorly programmed and it recognizes healthy cells and tissues in your body as foreign invaders. So normally your immune system, you're walking down the street, a little bacteria flies up your nose, your immune system says, hey, you don't belong here. It attacks it. It kills the bacteria. You go on living your life happy, healthy. That's the way immune system is supposed to work. In an autoimmune system uh, condition, that's when the immune system says, hey, what are these pancreas cells doing here? These pancreas cells are foreign invaders. I better attack it. And it starts attacking the pancreas cells. So there's autoimmune, or autoimmune conditions that attack the tissues of your eyes or your skin or your mucous membranes. Uh, they can attack all different parts of your body. But diabetes type 1 is one where the autoimmune response is attacking the pancreas cells and affecting its ability to, pr to produce insulin. So this needs to be managed with, um, you know, uh, medical intervention, but it can be very well managed with uh, insulin and um, injected insulin. And people that have this can live long, healthy lives. And then, uh, you know, it just requires a little bit of management over time. But some of the things we're going to talk about today on how to support your pancreas can also be very helpful for people that have these conditions because it can just make them healthier in general. So type 2 diabetes is more related to lifestyle and diet. Um, many times it can be reversible with lifestyle, but essentially in type 2 diabetes, you exhaust the system, right? You have so much glucose in your bloodstream at such random intervals and high spikes that your body has to work so hard and the pancreas is just exhausted because it's always producing insulin, it's always producing glucagon, and it just gets worn out. Um, and then over time, as your body's not able to handle the amount of glycogen in your body, the amount of sugar in your bloodstream, it ends up getting into tissues where it doesn't belong, accumulating, and causing uh, degenerative changes over time. So the cool thing about type 2 diabetes is a lot of it you can reverse with changes to your lifestyle, with exercise, with diet. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of socioeconomic factors that come into play with this as well because it uh, disproportionately is going to affect people that because of their finances, because of uh, things outside of their control, they may not be able to make such healthy food choices. Or because of their work schedule, they might not have the option to cook for themselves or work out on a regular basis. So there's a lot of different factors that come into play, but that's what type 2 diabetes is. So another pancreatic condition is something called pancreatitis. So anytime you hear itis at the end of a word, you know, like, I got the itis. Uh, itis means inflammation. So pancreatitis is pancreas. Itis means inflamed pancreas. So there's two ways that your uh, pancreas can get inflamed. There's acute and chronic. So acute means like a short uh, episode. Chronic means a long-term overtime episode. So acute can be something that happens once, never again, or happens once every couple of months. Chronic is something that happens continually 
over time. And they have different effects on it. So the acute one for the pancreatitis is typically due to gallstones. Now, we're talking about the pancreas and not the gallbladder, but they're closely uh, related. And the gallbladder can accumulate uh, stones that are typically made out of cholesterol, but they can be made out of some other things like pigments and things like that. But essentially, uh, they will form either one big stone or many little stones inside of your gallbladder. And if that stone gets into the duct where the gallbladder dumps its contents out into your digestive tract, it can block it, cause inflammation, cause a lot of pain, and lead to acute pancreatitis. Chronic pancreatitis, on the other hand, is typically related to long-term alcohol abuse. Chronic drinking, uh, chronic excessive drinking, chronic binge drinking are all risk factors for chronic pancreatitis. Uh, side note, I think there's some... I've, ha- I've heard back from some listeners that they think that this podcast hates alcohol. I obviously do not hate alcohol. I enjoy alcohol, um, but I do notice that a lot of the things that we talk about are affected by what we drink, how often we drink, uh, and the manner in which we drink. So I'm not saying you should never have a drink. I'm just saying this is what causes chronic pancreatitis. It's something to consider when you're making your health choices and also something to consider as we age, you know. The amount that you're able to drink when you're 20 might not be the amount you should be drinking when you're 40. Just a thought. Uh, other risk factors for chronic pancreatitis, smoking is a big one, and obesity. Uh, so nothing that's new. We all know that there's uh, deleterious effects of drinking, smoking, and being overweight. But this is one of the outcomes that happens when you're doing those things. So uh, another, com- well, maybe not as common, but another condition that affects the pancreas is pancreatic cancer. So pancreatic cancer is uh, typically something that affects older individuals. It's very unlikely for someone under 40 to have uh, pancreatic cancer. Unfortunately, with pancreatic cancer, there's very few symptoms, especially in the beginning. So by the time you start developing symptoms for pancreatic cancer, uh, it's often too late to have a good prognosis. Um, So pancreatic cancer can be related to chronic pancreatitis, can be related to the risk factors that we've talked about before. So by doing the things we're going to talk about next, hopefully that can help create a healthier environment in our body that can reduce our risk for these negative outcomes down the line. Uh, I'm not going to get into the symptoms. You you can look it up if you want to know more about the symptoms or if you want to know more about that. Uh, Me listing symptoms on my podcast is just going to plant seeds in your head and uh, lead to unnecessary stress in your life. Just know that it's something that exists and it's something that affects the pancreas. So, on to the good stuff. On to the total dream life stuff. What are some natural things we can do to support our pancreas? Uh, A big one, diet, the D in the dream life. Um, Obviously, we're going to talk about the importance of a balanced diet and we want to focus on whole foods. We talk about this every week. No matter what we're talking about, We're 33 episodes in, and I think we're 33 episodes into me talking about how eating whole foods, having a healthy, balanced diet with a lot of variety and minimal processing and minimal uh, extra ingredients is going to be better for your health. Uh, Foods that are beneficial for your pancreas, cruciferous veggies are huge. So what are cruciferous veggies? You know, things like cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli, um, arugula, radishes, all very helpful for the health and the wellness of your pancreas. Um, And if you put all of those things together, you make a pretty nice salad. So it's a good place to start. Garlic 
is great for the pancreas. It's good for uh, inflammation in the body. It helps to decrease inflammation in our body. Um, it's also uh, been shown to be helpful for blood pressure, which is not what we're talking about today. But garlic is very healthy. It's very good for us. So feel free to add two, three times the amount of garlic to the recipe. I know that I always do. <laughs> uh, foods to avoid. You know, this is going to be obvious, but fried foods, not good for the pancreas. Junk food, uh, poor sources of fat, excessive amounts of poor sources of fat, added sugars, um, and just excessive amounts of food. We talked a little bit about this last week on the oil episode, but overnutrition is turning out to be a big problem. Just like undernutrition in other parts of the world, in the U.S., we have more of a problem with too much nutrition. We're constantly overfed. Uh, we never miss meals. And we eat very large portions. So excessive amounts of food, excessive amounts of fat, uh, oils from fried foods, things like that, they cause the pancreas to work harder. And if it has to work harder for an extended period of time, it's the same as if you have to work harder for an extended period of time. You're going to get tired. You're going to get stressed out. You're going to start making mistakes. Um, you know, Some foods that are helpful for the digestion, that protect your digestion, that uh, bind up free radicals and reduce oxidation in your body, again, spinach, blueberries, cherries, whole grains, all these things can be helpful to your digestion, helpful to the amount of free radicals in your body, and can help counteract some of the stressors that we talked about before. Um, there's some herbs that are great for inflammation and great for the pancreas overall. Things like cinnamon, fenugreek, turmeric, uh, these all help with inflammation and they also help with blood sugar control. So these are things that you want to try to figure out how to get into your diet more. You know, you can add cinnamon to your coffee. You can find recipes that have cinnamon and fenugreek in them. Turmeric is great with rice and veggies and things like that. Uh, things you want to add more to your body and more to your lifestyle. Um, speaking of lifestyle, surprise, surprise, exercise. Uh, the E in the dream life is super important. So you want to make sure you're exercising regularly. Exercise improves blood flow. It makes our bodies healthier. Uh, the pancreas requires a very healthy, steady blood flow. Um, it gets stressed out if it's not getting that. So the more you exercise, the healthier your blood flow will be, thereby the healthier your pancreas will be. And then stress management, mental attitude, mind space things. Um, that's the M in the dream life. So stress management is going to help with the pancreatic function as well because it's going to reduce the amount of stress, the amount of cortisol, the amount of inflammation in your body. Uh, it's going to lead to better outcomes because you're going to be more likely to eat well. You're going to be more likely to exercise and get good sleep and stay hydrated if you're not stressed out and, you know, driving yourself wild all the time. Fasting. We've talked about, I think fasting might have been the first episode. Uh, but fasting is a huge way to give your pancreas a break. Just like it gives a break to the rest of your digestive system, one of the things that stresses your pancreas out is having to work 20 hours a day 365 days out of the year. Um, also, fasting can help improve sleep. It can improve other outcomes in our life. So it's something that I highly recommend you go back and listen to those very first rough episodes where we talk about fasting. Um, obviously, you don't want to eat too late at night. Again, give your pancreas a break. It's also going to improve the quality of your sleep. And therefore, sleep. The R in the dream life. Dream life. Rest. So you want to get proper amounts of consistent quality sleep. We talk about this all the time, but this is one of the most important factors in your overall health and in your outcomes as you age. So getting sleep should be a top priority for all of us. We should be tracking it. We should be working to improve it. 
Uh, and really, like, not much is, like, better than a good night's sleep. So it's really a win-win. The better you sleep, the better you feel, and the healthier you'll be, and the happier your pancreas will be. Uh, there are some supplements, you know, uh, vitamins and minerals like chromium and magnesium are really helpful for the pancreas. Omega-3 fatty acids are helpful for our overall health and can be very helpful for the uh, pancreas. So that's like the fish oils. So you can get that as a supplement. You can get that by eating more oily fish. Up to you. And then foods that are high in antioxidants. We talked about these already. But you're looking for foods that are high in vitamin A, vitamin C, and vitamin E. So if you can't get those and you need to supplement, those are options. But they're also available in a lot of the foods that we've talked about. So it, you, you know, dealer's choice. Get them how you want them. Just make sure you get them. Uh, hydration. We talk about hydration all the time as well. But it's important for our body. It's important for our health and our wellness to be well hydrated. Uh, obviously, drinking lots of water, having electrolytes to help your body absorb the water, uh, not drinking Gatorade because that has a ton of sugar and other stuff in it, but using something like Element that has uh, minerals and potassium and magnesium to help your body better absorb the water can be really helpful. Uh, and then hydrating foods. We talk about these from time to time, but things like all right, so fruits and vegetables are just like us. They're mostly water. So any fruit and vegetable is going to have some water in it, but it, there are some that have a much higher water content, and they're pretty easy to pick out. You know, things that are very juicy or that taste like they have a lot of water. Uh, so cucumbers, love cucumbers. Watermelon, water's in the name. Strawberries, lettuce, tomatoes, radish, all these things. Again, throw those together. You got a great salad right there. Um, but things that are very hydrating are going to be very healthy for us and healthy for our pancreas. Again, the pancreas gets super stressed out if it's dehydrated. In fact, that's probably one of the reasons that chronic alcohol use is so negative to it is that when we're drinking heavily, it, it tends to dehydrate us. If we're spending a lot of our life dehydrated, you're stressing out your pancreas. So you want to get hydrated and stay hydrated consistently. Um, yeah. So I think that's where we're going to get to today uh want to keep this you know at a decent time i think 30 minutes is good we just covered a ton of stuff i hope you've learned a little bit more about your pancreas or even learned that you have a pancreas i know i had a i had, I had a surprising amount of fun there was a point when i started this i was like uh-oh this is gonna be a real nerd episode but it turned out to be some interesting stuff um, i had fun learning about it definitely some things i want to bring into my uh, day to day. Let me know what you liked about the podcast. Let me know what you didn't like. Um, obviously, there are other organs in the body, so we can get into those over time as well. Um, let me know if you have any questions or if you have any experience with the pancreas, if you have any experience with diabetes or pancreatitis that you want to share. Um, reach out to me on social, follow the podcast, share the podcast. Um, yeah. Have a great week. As always, I'm beyond grateful that you are here. Uh, I love and appreciate that you take time out of your week to uh, spend a little bit of time with me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me know if there's anything I can do to serve you better or to make this a more valuable podcast uh, or just you want to connect. I look forward to hearing from you. Um, yeah, have a great week. Get out there. Get uncomfortable. Stay hydrated. Um, yeah, have a good one. I'll see you next time. Later.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please remember to share this podcast with your friends and family. Subscribe and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on social at Moby Dickert and learn more about me and the podcast at thomasdickert.com. Thomas Dickert.